Welcome to the Ultimate Insurance Agency Podcast. Planet of the Agents. Planet of the Agents. Where we give you the real scoop on being an insurance agent and running an agency. This show is all about helping you focus on earning more money as an agent and building your own insurance empire. Empire. Here's your industry-leading host who has generated tens of thousands of insurance leads. This is Dave Baker. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Planet of the Agents podcast. I'm your host, Dave Baker, and I am very happy to have you all here with me once again. As a quick reminder, you can always send me an email at dave at planetoftheagents.com. It's that easy. It's just dave at planetoftheagents.com. Of course, don't forget to sign up for the newsletter and to check out the agency resources section on www.planetoftheagents.com. Now, let's get into today's topic. Today we're going to discuss something that has probably affected independent agents quite a bit as it has been growing over the last few years and as it continues to grow. It's something called omni-channel distribution. Let's say that all together once again. Omni-channel distribution. Now, if you haven't actually heard this term used in conversation, It's probably something that you actually see around you as an independent insurance agent. So what does it mean? Well, omni, of course, comes from the Latin term omnis, or all, and channel of distribution, meaning the way that a product is distributed, or in our case, sold. So what is omni-channel distribution? Well, it's a new way, somewhat, that you're seeing insurance sold. And what it means is that insurance companies are selling their products through multiple channels, similar to how a lot of products were sold, uh, you know, in the past, but not something you saw so often in professional services such as ours. So what it means is that an insurance company is going to distribute its product through different methods. One method, which you probably know very well, is the independent agent. Of course, that's one channel of distribution. In fact, there are some companies, fortunately, that still only use independent agents to sell their products. Another channel would be captive agents. For those of you who are independent agents, it's likely that you're familiar with the term captive agent. And if you're a captive agent, you surely know what it is. But for those of you who are newer out there, that would be an agency or agent that can only sell one carrier's product. That's kind of where the term captive comes from. There are some huge, if not massive, captive agents out there that dominate the market, particularly in personal lines. There is one company that still remains leaps and bounds above other carriers when it comes to their percentage of the auto insurance market and possibly the home insurance market as well. Now, what's the new channel that we're seeing? Well, it's not really so new anymore. I mean, it is 2020. One of the new channels is, of course, the internet. Have you heard of it? It's this thing where a customer can go online and get a quote and bind a policy for themselves instantly without the help of any independent agent nor captive agent. Yep, we'll call that channel number three. Are there other channels? Of course. Let's look at channel number four, 
the direct sales agent, the one who works at the call center. You could say that person is a captive agent, but rather than being maybe an independent contractor or owning their own captive agency, so to speak, they work at a call center and customers will call the call center directly. So with that situation, you are competing now directly against the company, so to speak. Of course, you might lump that in with the web page, which I totally understand. But, you know, I like to think of it as just another form of competition because you do have several, uh, you know, things you're competing against uh, as an agent, depending on which position you're in. Obviously, the people who probably have the most concern are the independent agents as they don't have necessarily the backing of a large company. Now, I do realize that some of you actually have partnered up with your carriers, which is great, and they might be providing you with some level of support, whether it's marketing dollars or something else to help you drive more business. So for today's episode, we're going to analyze the four key channels of distribution, the independent agent, the captive agent, the internet, and the direct sales phone center. Why does this matter? Well, if you were to hop into your time machine and go back a couple of years, you would probably think of insurance as something that is largely sold by agents to the public, with the exception of a few carriers that have always probably maintained their direct sales arm as the primary form of distributing their insurance. But what you're seeing today is something different. First of all, you're probably aware of insurtech companies that sell their product online directly to the public without the use of any agents. Some of them don't have a call sales center, perhaps, and they only use the online model. And that is surely affecting people. Uh, I often tell that story of the lady that I know who received a call at 8 p.m. Sunday night for help with a active policy, and by the next morning, the customer had already called and switched his insurance. And how did you do that? Well, there are only a few options to buy insurance on a Sunday night at, say, 9 p.m. So he may have gone through the internet or another way. Now, in the past, it seems that, you know, Americans were mostly comfortable working with an agent. You felt the agent had your best interest at heart, which I still think that they do, of course, and that the agent was there for you to provide some additional knowledge and insights into the products, as well as perhaps help people, you know, help guide them through the process, not only of buying insurance, but also understanding it. But today, with all the new generations, your Gen Z and your millennials and everybody else in the, in the alphabet bunch there, they are different. They look at the internet as the first go-to way to do things. So a lot of people now, you know, from that generation are going to go onto the internet. Is that affecting you? It might be. And, you know, just five years ago, I would think that it didn't affect that many people. But more and more, I do hear uh, people bringing up the internet. And there are two kinds of companies that are selling online, don't forget. You've got your insure tech companies which might have a product that's backed by a carrier. That's one type of product, which you'll usually see in like a niche market. And then separately, you have the carriers themselves. So you've got a couple players in there that you're competing against that you never had to compete with in the past. Now, what I used to think was your competition as an independent agent is not other independent agents. It's actually companies that are competing against you, meaning carriers and insurtechs 
and from time to time, of course, the captive agents, but it's not other independent agents unless they have a product that you simply cannot offer and therefore you cannot provide what the customer needs. In that case, it surely makes sense. But don't you think as an independent agent, your real competition is a combination of the companies that sell direct to the public and perhaps the captive agents who sell only their product? That seems most logical to me. While there are a few exceptions where people will tell me that there are six agents in a one-mile radius and people will go across the street to see who can get them the cheapest price, that's a unique example. It's not something I see that often, and I primarily only hear about that in certain areas where there's heavy population density and low-cost, you know, dirt-cheap insurance for personal lines is the primary concern. I certainly don't hear that in commercial as much. Uh, obviously, that's because it's kind of a different product and it's not so commoditized yet. But I still think it's the same way as it was, you know, back when I got in the business about 16, almost 17 years ago. I feel the real competition is not your fellow agents. And that's something that it's always good to keep in mind, especially when you lose a customer here and there. Don't let it bother you or bog you down mentally. So what's going on? Are there companies that are using all of the channels of distribution? Perhaps we could say again, omni-channel distribution? Well, sure there are. Think about this. There are carriers that you represent, and you might be their independent agent. You represent multiple carriers, and in your pool of carriers is, we'll call them, you know, carrier A. Now, carrier A might be the name that you sell to the public. In some cases, the carrier that you sell also directly sells under their own name to the public, so you're effectively competing with them. Of course, you're hoping that they can't offer a better price directly than you can, but who knows? Maybe they can. Maybe they've made a different product for their direct channel. Sometimes an insurance company will have multiple carriers that they own. You, as an independent agent, might sell one. Those of you who are captive agents also sell a product that's very similar and perhaps has a similar name, but that's owned by the same company as the product the independent agent sells. Third, they might have another product that they sell from a different carrier name that they use that they sell directly to the public. Sometimes you'll have, again, the situation where the carrier is selling the same product through three different channels. They sell direct, they sell through independent agents, and they sell through captive agents. And sometimes they own multiple carriers you know, without saying any names, there are obviously some big companies out there, and they sell direct with one name, they sell through their own agencies through another name, or their captive agents, and then they sell through independent agents with another name. Now, does that mean all the products are exactly the same? No, probably not. There's so many rules about filings and different things they have to do in each state that are, you know, quite complicated, so they might offer different products which means you could give a quote to someone and then they could go call one of the captive agents and get a quote from them. And they could even go call the 800 number from the carrier or go on their website and get a quote that's totally different once again. They could get three different quotes that are all from companies that are owned by the same carrier. That's quite a bit of competition. It's, it's a little overwhelming for some people. And I know there are some agents out there who tell me that they're so upset when an insurance company lets the agent get one quote and then goes and sells it to the public for a different price. And of course, the process is actually easier for them because they could do it online or they could buy it from an 800 number. So what can you do about this? 
Um, I'm going to go with uh, door number three. Nothing. What are you going to do about it? You're going to learn to live with it and deal with it. And you're going to learn to stand out from the crowd. That's what you're going to do. Why is that? Well, the reality is that's why the future is. The future is going to be more and more carriers doing what they can to grow their business. There were years of stagnant growth or probably some you know, decreases for some carriers, and they're looking to open up all the channels that they can use to distribute their product. It's actually similar in the travel industry. For those of you who've ever worked in the travel industry like I have, you'll know that there are companies like well-known hotels that sell one price on their webpage. They sell one price by phone. They have travel agents that sell another price. They have wholesalers that sell the same room for another price. Then they have companies that package trips together that sell it for another price. Are you staying in the same hotel room? Yes. Now, in travel, it's a little different because you might get different benefits based on how you book it, but the concept is still the same, and they've been doing it for years. There's no reason to ever think the insurance industry would go backwards. You know, progress has different meanings, you know? Progress is good for some people. Some people are going to get hurt uh, as things move forward, and by hurt, I mean lose business, of course, and shrink, and some people just won't be able to compete in the future. I imagine if you've been doing things the same way for the last 40 years, it's hard to change. I understand. I've always been dabbling in the internet a little bit, so even from the get-go, I was participating in it, and I think to be relevant in the future, you will have to be more and more active online. Now, that doesn't mean you have to literally sell the products online, but there are things you can do, which we've discussed in previous episodes, and I'm sure we'll be touching on again, that can help you become a bit more digital. So why do they have all these channels of distribution? Well, like I was saying, there were some years of stagnant uh, growth or where numbers were just staying the same. And I'm sure that companies are looking to grow, right? So you can grow two ways. You can grow organically by acquiring new customers, and you can also grow through acquisition. Well, if you've been following the market, there have been an incredible amount of acquisitions in the last few years. Especially in the independent agency channel, there's quite a bit of opportunity if you're looking to be acquired. But, you know, it benefits them to have omni-channel distribution. Think about it. First, they can target specific customer groups. They can get customers who want to walk into the local agency. They can get those customers that want to do business by phone. And they can also get those customers who are willing to make their own decisions online. And then they have you, independent agents out there, and I'm sure there are some captive agents listening too, and thanks for staying on board with us. Um, they can have the independent agencies also distribute their products. So they're getting four inbound flows of business. It's amazing for them, right? It's, it's so logical. Why, why would they go backwards? And why do I keep saying this? It's because I hear agents complain about things like the carriers competing with them or the prices aren't the same or how can they compete as agents when they can't offer 24-hour service. And look, I get it. But there are a lot of things you can do. And it's just part of what's going on, and it's probably here to stay. So let's go over a couple more reasons as to why they're doing this. So first, like I said, they've got the ability to target customers who want to purchase insurance in a certain way rather than certain segments. 
you know, keep in mind that you might have multiple generations living in a house today, right? You might have the grandparents, the parents, and the kids all living in the same household. And all of them are insurance buyers. But they like to do things differently. You know, the grandparents might have been with the same local agent for 40 years, and they're loyal, and they know each other's situation, and they know their agent knows their family's situation and their needs, and that guy's there for them, or that gal is there for them, right? Next, you'll have, you know, the, we'll call them the working age parents, and maybe they've had an insurance agent go to their office and solicit them, and they sold uh, personal insurance to the people who work at the company for which they also represent the commercial insurance. You know, that's possible too. You'll have agents who do that. They get a commercial account and then they help all of the employees at a company with their personal lines needs. Next, you're going to have those younger people. And they like to do things online. Uh, they like to do things by text message. Yes, they like to buy insurance by text message. Is this a scientific fact I can state? No, but I hear it constantly. I hear so many stories about selling an entire policy through text message. So it certainly exists. And you can read about it online as well. Next, it, you know, it, it gives the companies even more data, right? We live in the, the data age, the information age. And by having so many methods by which a carrier is bringing in business, they can track you know, exactly what people like. They can see how they can sell things more efficiently. Let's say you've got, you know, again, the hotline, the independent agents, the local uh, captive agents, and you've got the internet. They can track what kind of customers are coming to them. They can build customer profiles and marketing plans and things like that. So what they're able to do is they're able to determine how to use their funds most efficiently, how to maximize their sales. They use a lot of metrics, you know, especially when they have customers buy online. They can use all kinds of analytics, web-related stuff, you know, social, essentially you know, big data, if you want to call it. They can track trends in policies. They can track you know, uh, buying habits of certain kinds of customers. Think about it. There are so many pieces of data out there now that some people, uh, let me rephrase that, some companies, they could probably tell you something like, uh, a certain group category of people who likes to eat, let's say, beef on Tuesdays and who regularly goes to bed at 9 p.m., who works in a certain industry, who drives a certain number of miles to work, is their ideal customer, and they even know how they like to purchase insurance. It's a little bit of an ex obscure example based on their dining habits, but think about that. There's so much data out there that's being moved around, and it really helps the companies you know, determine a lot of different things. Well, think about this as well. They can look at their loss ratios and say, well, when we sell insurance online, we are more likely to have a claim. But when we sell it through an agent, we're less likely to have a claim. There's another factor they could look at. Again, that's just an example. It's not something I'm, I've studied, but it, it does seem like having the additional frontline underwriter, if you will, meaning the agent out there who wants to protect their book of business, also wants to protect the company, and you know, have mutually beneficial growth. So you know, when you're out there protecting the company, that's a very valuable thing that I hope companies never forget. The online consumer is very different. Some might say that they're not as loyal. You know, Do you always order your products from the same place? I think about the times I see people um, with packages outside their door. 
And uh, I might ask them, oh, where do you get your dog food from? They'll say, well, sometimes I buy it here, but then it's, maybe it's cheaper at this other place. I'll order it from there. They're ordering from six or seven different places just to save a dollar on their dog food. It's, it's, it's not a question of loyalty, right? Now, do you need to be loyal to your dog food supplier? Maybe not, but it might also make your life just a little bit easier. I wouldn't switch my buying habits to save a couple pennies here and there. Obviously, there are some dramatic uh, price shifts that you might see from time to time in such products. But in insurance, I hear people, you know, my own friends and, and other people who talk to me about insurance, they'll say that they just switch all the time. They'll see an ad, they'll get a quote real quickly online, and then they'll just switch. Now, in personal lines, in some states, that can actually really hurt your pricing. You know, you've got uh, credit scoring that exists in many states and things like that. I know some of you who are on the West Coast, particularly California, are not familiar with this. But if you are listening from California, just uh, note that there are many states where when you switch your insurance frequently, it can actually cost you more on the next, on the next switch. And in reverse, there's a you know, loyalty discount. If you've been with a certain carrier for 300 months and then you switch to a new company, that could earn you a discount as well with your new company. So anyway, let's get back on track here. There's a, there's a moral, if you will, behind all of this. The moral of the story here is it's here to stay. Okay, omni-channel distribution is here to stay. I consistently hear agents trying to fight the concept of insurtex or fight the idea that there are companies that are literally, shall I say, competing with them that they also sell. But that's just how it's going to be. So you could make a few decisions. Number one, you could say, well, I'm only going to sell companies that distribute their product through a certain channel. If you're an independent agent, obviously it's going to be the independent agency channel. If you know that someone can only buy an insurance product through an independent agent and you're selling that product, well, you will not be competing with other companies literally selling the same insurance. If you're a captive agent and you don't like the idea that a carrier lets customers buy from independent agents, then you might want to work with a captive company that helps you by making you the exclusive provider of the product. You know, there's something about having exclusive products, exclusive programs, and things like that that just really gives you an edge. And it's great because when people want to buy a certain name, they're going to have to go to you. Let's say I had Big Dave's Insurance. And Big Dave's Insurance is only sold in 25 locations through these 25 agents. Well, if you want to buy the products that Big Dave's Insurance is selling, you're going to have to go to one of those captive agents. And that puts the agents in a great position. Obviously, I love the independent agency channel. And I love the agents out there who are you know, working to help the customers and putting the customers first by offering them the insurance product that might meet their needs. But that is not the only option for the carriers. So you do have to realize that. So there's option number one. You can say, I'm only going to sell products from companies that support our model. Then we're going to look at option number two right after this quick intermission. I want to take a moment to talk to you about one of the most common questions that I hear. It's how can I offer my clients more products and increase my monthly revenue? Well, one of my favorite ideas is creating a membership club for your agency. The team at startamembershipclub.com can help you with a turnkey system that will create a club for your clients, which will not only help you generate more revenue, but that will also create brand recognition for your agency. 
Your clients will frequently be reminded of your agency's name and to contact you for their insurance needs each time that they log in. Check out startamembershipclub.com today and use discount code PLANET for 10% off. Then there's option number two, and that is to accept what's going on and realize it's probably here to stay. I have, I will say, I have heard of a carrier that has decided to switch and go to the independent agency model. I was a little bit shocked when I heard it, and assuming that that information is correct and it's still continuing today, that's, uh, that's quite a shift. So I'm, uh, I applaud them, and I'm, I'm glad to hear that. But, you know, for the rest of us, we just have to realize that's how it's going to be. So we need to differentiate ourselves when we're selling insurance. You can differentiate yourself in quite a few ways. You know, your customer service is one example. You know, the customer experience you provide, how efficient it is. Your marketing, of course. You know, there's so many products marketed online that aren't even unique at all. But the way they market it and the web pages they have are so impressive. And they make you think that their product is a special version. You know, there are a lot of uh, trendy things you'll see advertised on Instagram and other places where... You look at it and you'll say, I think I've seen that product before. But you just you, you recognize the product but not the brand name. And that's because the, the other company that's advertising to you has such good advertising. So for me, for right now, I think you know I'm going to stick with uh, option number two. I'm going to accept the new ways insurance are going to be distributed. And I'm going to deal with it and work on building you know, my, own, my own thing, so to speak. Now, working in the side of the industry that I do right now, you know, focusing on wholesale, I'm, I deal with the same thing. I have to compete with other wholesalers who are selling the exact same products, which is why we're working to come up with, you know, some of our own semi-exclusive products or programs and things of that nature. Something I'm working on, and I continue to do so today, and I, I think that will help, you know, drive growth to our wholesaler. Investments in insured techs were around $300 million. Fast forward to 2019, it's somewhere around $5.7 to $5.8 billion in investments in insured tech. That is a massive amount of growth. And, you know, I get it because people are looking to be able to access products and they're looking to get it in this, in this new way. I wouldn't be surprised if some companies actually intentionally make products to compete with themselves in the marketplace. So they'll sell the same type of insurance for the same type of business, and they'll sell it through several different channels with different names, and they'll actually compete with themselves. But in the end, they're still getting all of the business, and they might be really happy with that. So that's where we are today. It's 2020. It's been quite a year. A lot of Crazy things have been happening, and this is a conversation that I hear a little bit more and more, and the reason I kind of brought this up now is because I heard someone say that it was tough because this person had to work from home and they had to adjust their whole lives, but the companies can, can sell directly without any slowdown during the, uh, the ongoing issues in our, in our society right now that a lot of people are dealing with because they already had the infrastructure set up. So is it their fault that they set up infrastructure to have people be able to work from home and to be able to continue to sell insurance? Or is it your fault for not having a plan of action on what to do in case something like this happened? Well, it doesn't matter whose fault it is because today 
what matters is whose problem it is. And it's not even really a problem. Just remember, if you distinguish yourself from other companies and even distinguish yourself by, you know, having a certain marketing strategy while still selling the same product as somebody else, you can stay ahead of the game, you can do well, and you continue, continue to grow your business. You can keep growing your business even though you're selling the same thing as someone else. Marketing and branding and all these things are so important today. It's not like the old days. It's not like 15 years ago where you'd go into an office building or into a strip mall and throw up a sign and people would still just walk over to your store. I can't even imagine what it was like selling insurance in the 80s and the early 90s when there was no internet and everyone went to the local place. Of course, I do remember when people would go have their airline tickets printed for them with a local travel agent, then they would have to pick them up. Oh, how times have changed. It's only a matter of time before something more modern comes along which I think is going to hit personal lines first, where you're going to have a situation where someone goes and buys a car, they click a button, and they pick the insurance they want, and it's done. And that's probably going to happen to the housing industry as well. There will be integrated quoting with the process of escrow, and for states that don't have things like escrow, you're going to see other processes that are going to make personal lines so competitive. I'm not sure it's going to be really something that smaller agencies are going to focus on in the future. So that's where we are. I, I can't predict what's going to happen next. 2021 is still a few months away, but a lot can happen between now and then. So, everybody, thank you so much for listening once again on this episode of Planet of the Agents. Don't forget to send me your emails at dave at planetoftheagents.com. I'd love to get your opinions, your insights, and I'd like to hear what information you'd like to hear on the show. The next few episodes are already lined up for what we're going to discuss, but there is still time to get in a little something before the end of the year if you have a topic that you'd like me to touch on. If you have a guest that you'd like to refer to the show, please send that as well. And lastly, don't forget to join the newsletter and check out the agency resources section on www.planetoftheagents.com. All right, everybody. Have a great day. Take care. Thanks for listening to Planet of the Agents. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss a single episode. And head over to our website at planetoftheagents.com to sign up for our newsletter and get even more information on how to grow your insurance agency.